Thanks for tuning into this episode of FinTech Focus TV, powered by Harrington Star, the global leaders in financial technology recruitment. Head over to the Harrington Star website where you'll be able to find all the latest jobs in financial technology across the globe. You'll also be able to download the latest issue of the Financial Technologist magazine, including the Top 1% Workplace Awards. Finally, if you're looking to grow your team, please get in touch. Enjoy the show. And welcome to another episode of the FinTech Focus TV coming live from the Fix America's trading conference here in New York City. Today, it's a long-term friend of the show. who has been a star of the show on many great appearances before. John Butler, how are you doing? Good to see you, man. Fantastic well, to have you on here. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's always great. And it's, uh, I love the buzz of it actually today. Um, I think this is my third or fourth America's trading conference with Fix. Uh, and seeing it growing and growing and growing and having great conversations is, uh, is awesome. And you're going to be here talking about Velox. Uh, you're on the speed, the new, the all new speed pitch round. I am, yeah, very excited. So I'm looking forward to seeing you. Uh, you're my warm up. You, you ace the shark tank later on. Uh, yeah, and, and hype man, warm up guy, all of the, all of the above. Um, really looking forward to seeing how you do. But uh, before that, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and Velox. Sure, yeah. Um, Velox has now been. Uh, we actually just got past our fifth birthday. Congratulations. Uh, which is actually a pretty, uh, pretty major, major milestone. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, just as a reminder. We are, you know, we're helping developers across capital markets build what we call high-performance user-facing technology faster. And um, um, yeah, we've had a good couple of years, and uh, things are going well. Goes from strength to strength. And um, and, and talking about going up here, so so the speed round is his uh, company's coming up there and talking to 250 people, all about why Velos is the is is, is the also all-seeing, all-great company in between it. If you're sat there and you're saying right, two or three pearls of wisdom that you'd love them to take away from that. What will be the messages that you want people to think about when they're thinking about Velox? Um, I think that, um, I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a couple of themes. I mean, certainly, and this isn't just about Velox, it's about, you know, Velox and the, and the, um, the others that are in our space. Um, the industry has a innovation problem. I mean, we call it, you know, chronic developer inefficiency or the, the black hole that's, um, uh, that's, that's sucking the life out of capital markets, and that's because developers can't get stuff done. Yeah. Um, if you look at the history, that you've can't got get stuff done because of um, because of uh, legacy technology, yeah, yeah. For, because there aren't the right tools. Yeah. Um, if you look at historically, most of the banking technology, a lot of the people in this room, their technology is either bought yeah. in the vendor product or they built it all themselves. Yeah. Um, the, if they bought it, then they can't change it by definition, so you yeah. can't innovate. If they built it, then it's probably 15 years old, credit a lot of technical debt, really hard to innovate on. Um, the future is all about buy and build. Um, so development platform, our development platform is a buy and build strategy. You buy the development platform, it allows um, our client developers to really just focus in on the, on the, um, on the, the features that differentiate their businesses. Um, and so, you know, they basically have this perfect environment on which to, on which to innovate in. Rewind back sort of five years before Velox started. Yeah. You were in a, uh, a significant position in a uh, significant organization. Um, and this sort of problem was something there which sort of uh, scratched the itch and said, this is a problem which we need to solve and I can go out and do it. Tell us a bit about the sort of formation ideas behind that. And what was it that sort of uh, 
Yeah, got you, got, got you frustrated enough with the problems to do that sort of thing. And how much of a difference would Velox now, yeah. if you've been in that position before, have helped you? Yeah, I mean, it, it would have made a huge difference. I mean, in fact, um, and I think actually Steve Grob can get uh, can get the credit for this one, but it's the um, he says it's the you know Velox is the, the the system that we always wanted but never had. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's documented. I mean, we spent our careers um, prior to Velox building these, this type of technology within um, uh, tier one investment banks. So we got first-hand kind of uh, experience of, of kind of how hard it was and great insight into what the tools were that would make the whole process that much faster. Um, and so, you know, that's where the ideas for Velox came from. And, and um, you know, we thought that we could give our clients at least an 80% acceleration yeah. Um, just by, you know, instead of just building things themselves, building on top of the, on top of the Velox platform. And that's, that's the number, is it? 80% 80, 80 acceleration is, is how, how do you define uh, yeah, it? Yeah, basically the way, kind of one of the ways we talk about it is um, the old way of building technology, if you think about 80-20, the team would spend 80% of their time working on kind of um, non-functional infrastructure, kind of the, the bit of the iceberg that you don't see, if you like. Yeah, yeah. And only 20% of their time is spent on the, on the stuff that you can see, the features that you can monetize. Um, with our platform, you flip that on its head. So you spend 80%, your, your, your developers spend 80% of their time working on things that differentiate So it's a massive difference. It's a huge difference, yeah. And, uh, and, and talk to me a little bit, you're out there talking to people. I think it's been an interesting year, 2023, for, yep. uh, for businesses and how they're looking at things and where they're investing. Yeah, there's people probably taking a little bit more time on some sort of decisions. There's people there who are also recognizing it's the time to invest and create efficiencies. Yeah. Um, tell me what your view of the market is. Um, yeah, and what it expects to be in 24 as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really exciting. I mean, a lot of us, I would say we, this is why we did Valox, and it's, it's not. We did it because it was, um, um, it was just a general product that we thought there was a, a need for. But, you know, the other thing that really needed to happen for us is, you know, the industry, I mean, a lot of people in this room are that their infrastructure is 15 years old, 15 to 20 years old. Um, and we know, we all know, that they won't, those systems won't make 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so there is a, there's a, a wave of innovation, a wave of modernization that's always been kind of waiting, waiting to come. Yeah. Uh, and it's really started to happen over the last couple of years. It's, it's, it's driven by, there's been a lot of kind of negative press um, around some of the, 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 the trading system vendors, yeah. which has made people very nervous. Um, but also this point about not being able to get stuff done um, is a high, very competitive world um, in capital markets. And you need new features, you need to be able to um, um, kind of monetize your IP to be able to stay ahead. And people just can't build the software to do that. So, my, my view is it comes very much through from our day-to-day -day world, right? And, we, and when, you, uh, when you sat there with your, your phone in front of you and you recognize that sort of ability to seamlessly do everything from one term. Yeah is effectively the same thing as what we're talking about. That's, that's driven to this sort of like massive adoption of interoperability and people working together and, and sort of remove that sort of restrictive yeah. enterprise-based sort of you know, approach to having something which is much more bespoke and tailored. Which is that, that yeah, no, I really agree. I mean, actually, it's interesting when you think about the, 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 the phone, the smartphone analogy. I think one thing that people don't necessarily realise, and I often talk to people who don't understand or haven't been involved in capital markets, and people actually are shocked at how old-fashioned yeah, a lot yeah. of the technology is. Yeah. And so, you know, 
if, if, if the goal is to have trading work like a smartphone, I mean, it's, it's kind of difficult. It's hard to imagine what it really is right now. I mean, things are very, very old and dilapidated. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a huge amount of modernization that needs to take place. So. When, when we look at that and say, right, this is an industry where people are surprised, because they are. You're exactly right. They're yeah. surprised about this sort of... Um, you know, in, a, in a marketplace and a world that is so competitive and so financially orientated and seen as the sort of probably the most powerful industry in the world, yeah. the tech lag behind everything is just so pronounced. And, and there's reasons behind it, right? There's reasons behind it about, yeah, it's not just this is a conservative world, this is a world where mistakes cost significant amounts. So that, that sort of uh, you know, regulatory aspects, the, the conservative aspects, all of those sort of things are necessary evils to an yeah. extent. So, and, you know, I've, I've mentioned on numerous, numerous occasions about cloud and why it didn't adopt quicker and within financial services because, yeah. yeah, how can it? So how, how does that change now when there's still that sort of pressure on it, where is that still, you know, the, the cost of removal of enterprise still remains, you know, as, as dangerous? Yeah, um, I mean, you've kind of teed it up perfectly for me. Um, I mean, I think, I think, um, well, yeah, what, why, why is the state of technology what it is? I mean, 20 years ago, it was literally cutting edge. I mean, capital markets hired the best talent out of the best schools. Yeah. Um, money was, uh, was, I wouldn't say it's no object, but there yeah. was a lot of it floating yeah. around yeah. before 2008. And a lot more than outside the industry as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then, you know, if you look at, look at what's happened, 2008, capital. Um, the amount of m available money to invest in technology has just gone through the floor. Mm -hmm. What is left, a lot of that has got taken up by the regulator because of all of the new kind of regulations that need to be taken care of. The best developers, I mean, I remember, you know, in, in 2000, you, we'd just go to the best colleges and, mm -hmm. and just pick who we wanted. I mean, now they're all, work, all working um, uh, for Google. Yeah. You know, so um, um, the world has changed a lot. Um, so when, um, you know, when a firm wants to modernize and they know they need to modernize, the, the cost of doing that, the, the, the scale of the problem has become, has become huge. It's almost become a kind of too big a problem to fix. And, um, and the pressure's building, the pressure's building. That's where somewhere like Velox comes along. Instead of it kind of being this type of a problem, you know, we've actually boiled it down so you've, you can really do this much work to kind of create that innovation and create that next, that next generation. And who, when you're, when you're taking this out to market and you're speaking to the customers, who are the people who you're talking to? Um, they are mainly, I would say, I mean, it, this, if you think of it as kind of a, a dartboard, I mean, the, in the middle, you're going to have, you're going to have the, uh, the trading desks at broker-dealers, investment banks, um, would be kind of the, um, yeah, the, kind of the bullseye. Um, but then it kind of it spans out. Exchanges, yeah. um, um, exchanges have a lot. Of, firms that have a lot of data yeah, yeah. that they need to monetize. Yeah. Um, um, we we spend a lot of time with them. Data companies, just in general. Yeah. Um, and then I would say hedge funds. Yeah. On the on the other side yeah. of that. Perfect. And uh, and if they're sat there and they're recognizing the things you're talking about at the moment and. Uh, you know, going crazy about the sort of uh, the, the lag which they've got and looking for those efficiencies and looking to take it further forward. What's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, well, we're, you know, we're on all the, the usual social media stuff. LinkedIn's probably a good, a good way to do LinkedIn, it. LinkedIn, by the way, just as a, as, as a sort of side, is uh, 
it was your channel, right? You guys are putting some great content out there. There's always good blogs. You guys are, are active in it and always looking to add value and, and sort of help try. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of it. Um, but yeah, um, you know, you can uh, DM me on, on LinkedIn um, and uh, yeah, we'll be happy to, to talk people through it. Fantastic. Well, John, thanks so much for coming out. Good luck out there today. Thank you. I'm sure you're going to smash it and uh, we'll see you very soon. Thanks. thanks for watching. We'll see you on the next episode of the Fintech Focus TV. Thanks a lot.